Oh. Becky, Becky and Cam hotline. <laughs> Hi, hurry up. This is Becky speaking. Cam is also on the line. What's your problem? Hi there. Hey. <laughs> Becky and Cam hotline. We are rolling. And we've cracked a couple of low-carb beers. That's all I can drink now. What do you mean? Well, if I have the high-sugar ones, I don't sleep, and all I think about is how fat I'm getting. You're not fat. You're great. Thanks, man. <laughs> Ultra-low-carb lager. When I used to work in a um, at a bar, mm. guys would say, can I get a pure blonde and uh, maybe a beer as well? Oh! <laughs> Boom! <laughs> <laughs> It's like the oldest joke in the book, right? That's not even a satisfying joke. <laughs> I know. Did you, did you do the thing where you stood there and went, <laughs> of course, <laughs> hating yourself the of whole course. time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just laugh, laugh, and go, oh yeah, 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 yeah. 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 That's good. That's good. That's making good. confirming his notion that he's a funny bloke. He's the funniest Ugh. guy on the planet. We've got to stop laughing at these people. You do it, but like I don't know. It's kind of like sometimes I think of it as an act of charity these days, mm. you know, mm. where it's oh, like, yeah, well, yeah. you know it's what I mean? Good, that's a good way to think of it. It's yeah. like, and also I think it's that thing of like, if you hang out with, <laughs> I mean, we're going to sound so elitist, but if you hang out with comics all the time, Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> we're in showbiz, <laughs> <laughs> but you do get used to like a certain level of wit, right? Mm. Like it's not mm. your average kind of like alpha dogging at the pub where it's like, <laughs> like yeah, there's not yeah, a lot yeah. of that. Yeah. Well, there is, but you know, it's different. It's, it's a, a different. It's, a, it's darker and more insidious. Yeah, the way yeah, the yeah. we alpha dog each other. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like high school girls. We go straight for like whatever part of your soul will hurt the most and, <laughs> exactly. and, and crush you with a, with some assassin's grin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you'll go. Do you think laughing at someone's shitty joke out there in the real world you consider that charity? <laughs> the real world. You consider that a charitable? Uh, yeah. Offer. Yeah, because I think that most, especially as, <laughs> I think it's, in, in Australia where there's not a lot of culture, uh-huh. like Australian males, I think all think of themselves as pretty funny blokes, yeah, that's right? that's true. Yeah. Like I've always thought like in, in, in a society that no longer does feats of strength. Oh, yeah. You know, where it's like, yeah. oh, I could lift the biggest fucking rock, mate, mm-hmm. or I could chop down a tree. Like most guys try to kind of do feats of strength with humour or roasting yeah, or whatever. Yeah, that's true. And so I think most dudes think they're funny. And so I think if you're out in the wild, away from comedians, uh, and there's some guy kind of that thinks he's very amusing and mm-hmm. he dispenses some fucking hack piece of shit joke that you've heard a million times, <laughs> what what is to be gained from being like, oh, hack? Yeah, yeah. Dude, that's hack. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's from fucking Family Guy, dude. Uh, actually, I spend all of my time with really funny people. Yeah. Like, what's to be, like, at that point, you're just kind of some kind of. I know. That's hard fucking. That's true. You know I'll, I always, that's true. I'll, I'll always give a polite laugh. A polite laugh? Yeah. I go, oh, <laughs> oh you are rich. That is rich. <laughs> what if that? What if someone dispenses like a truly heinous joke? Um, I think I, I'm a pretty good audience. Mm. I'll generally laugh at things even if they're a bit shit because no, I just when get I, caught up in the moment. Like heinous, you mean like it's uh, like a racist joke? Yeah, like a it? really racist joke. Fuck that. You know, it's you gonna, been so long since I've heard. An unsuspecting racist joke in the wild. I don't know how I'd react now. I'd like to think that I could rise above it and go, hey, that's not cool. But I know there's a part of me that's like, I just want to get this interaction over with. Maybe I'll just smile and nod. I'll occasionally get get it in cabs. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. You still hear it in cabs? Yeah, occasionally. 
And like, you know, and they're always anti-Semitic because I'm like, because I'm a white Jew. Yeah. You know, the average cab driver doesn't realize, you know, like, oh, he's talking to the enemy. And so, <laughs> so yeah. he'll dispense some kind of like, ah, Hebrew Israel joke. I'm not going to say them. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> my, my tactic these days, in the past, I used to get all indignant. Be mm. like, well, you're speaking to one. Yeah. Whereas yeah, these yeah. days it's kind of like. Aha! You rip off your hat. Yeah, yeah, You've got a little yarmulke yeah, on. Yeah. Under I rip there. off my white robber mask and reveal a, a hook-nosed fucking miser underneath. <laughs> well, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas now I just think that the easiest way to deal with it is kind of do like a. <laughs> and then just quickly like oh, yeah. pivot and Get change the, the fuck subject. Out of that. Yeah, just yeah, change yeah. the subject altogether. So, you know, what's going on in your life? I had a cab with this um, uh. old Greek cabbie and he kept pointing at women on the street that we were driving past and calling them sluts. <laughs> it's pretty recently. And saying, and then he'd point at dudes and say, Malaka, which means cocksucker. Yeah. And he'd be like, hey, hey, and he'd get my attention and he'd point to some random guy and go, Malaka. And I laughed a lot at that the yeah. first time. And then he started pointing at women and going, Slut! Look at this slut! And I was like, well, I mean, how do we get from cocksucker to slut? It's so hard because, because, you know, in the abstract, that's hilarious. It was funny But when you're actually trapped in the situation, it's like, you know, you start realising how complicit you would be in some kind of war crime if you were actually, you know, a party to it. Oh, totally. The the, the bravery that it actually takes to go, nah, man, I disagree with that ethically. It's too awkward to do that sometimes. Fuck yeah, man. And I'd be like that if the fucking Stasi (laughs) came knocking and said, we look, we need new recruits. I'd be like, yeah, well, yeah, where do I sign up? Yeah. Where? Just show me where to go. I'll go for the uniform fitting. It's too awkward otherwise. What am I going to do? Like saying no to the fucking militarized police? Uh, flash forward two years, you're kicking corpses into a mass grave. I don't know how I got here. You're probably wondering how I got here. <laughs> well, it's kind of a funny story. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I like. I used to kind of uh, turn inside out during awkward situations, but these days I'm. I'm leaning into it and enjoying. Kind of. <laughs> I don't know if it's getting older, or I think quitting weed was a big thing. Oh yeah. Like I've been nearly twelve months sober, mm-hmm. and so I think in the past when I would go into a situation already kind of on the back foot, and anxious, any kind of like pregnant pause or. Awkward situation, you know, you start mm. tunneling inside yourself and how do I save this and rah, rah, rah. Oh, yeah. But as yeah. I go on, I don't know, I'm kind of... Well, maybe it's that thing of getting older and realising that you don't have to be the winner of every interaction. That's a that's a big one. That's you know a good I mean? one to learn. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Like, and you, and it's also the... not your responsibility to make every interaction positive. Totally. And good. You, you're not in charge. Mm. That was a big one I had to learn was like, I think... You know, I'm kind of on the border between introverted and extroverted person, but probably more of an introvert. Mm. And I think I would get a lot of social anxiety because I'd be out somewhere and if there were little moments of awkwardness or pause, I'd be like, I have to save this. Mm -hmm. I have to do something Mm -hmm. to make everyone feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. The older I get, the less I give a fuck about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you ever have that thing where it's like, I need to be the greatest interaction that this person's ever had? Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's like, (laughs) that's psycho, isn't it? But you well, don't know that when you're younger. You're like, I, I just want everyone to really like me. Yeah, I, I want everyone a, to leave feeling happy that I was there. Yeah, I think it's a manifestation of profound self-loathing. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I hate myself so much that everyone needs to think I'm the best person they've ever met and maybe that'll half fill my tank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I started a new job uh, a few weeks ago uh-huh. and uh, it was uh, at a, at a uh, renowned establishment. 
Okay. And uh, it, there was a, a receptionist there. And she's like the head receptionist. Right. And it's that whole cliche of like, you know, if the receptionist doesn't like you, you're in trouble. Sure. You know what sure, I mean? Sure, like sure, that's, sure, she's sure. like the holding the keys to the kingdom. Yeah, kind of yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Uh, and I arrived, it was in, <laughs> it was in Melbourne and uh, they said they were going to organize a, a temp pass for me. Mm-hmm. And so I get there and I'm all like, you know, I've got, I'm meeting new colleagues. I'm doing that whole thing where I'm really trying to strap on my confidence yeah, yeah. moment of like, fuck, I've got to go in. I've got to impress everyone. Uh-huh. And I arrive and I'm like all sunny and like, hey, nice to meet you. Like, Hi, I'm Ben. Mm-hmm. And I'm just met with this like hostility immediately where she's just like, your name's not on the files. And I'm like, all right. Um, well, I don't, I don't know. And she's like, well, and she's getting like really aggressive with me. <laughs> And I kind of saw it as this moment of like testing where it was like, well, look, if I let the reception lady fuck with my head, mm. I'm already setting myself up for failure when I go into the actual part of this day that's important. Uh-huh. So I kind of tried to detach from it, stay calm, and was kind of amused by how like how aggressive she was. <laughs> so, how aggressive was she? Oh, dude, was what like, was she doing? Well, it, I mean, this I was there for two weeks, so it escalated with each day. So I yeah. arrived the next day and I'm like, oh, hi. This uh, isn't this isn't just one isolated event. She's getting more and more aggressive every day, every, day every single day for fourteen days. 14 days. <laughs> <laughs> so by the time it's the third day, she's like, "They still haven't got the pass for you," and it's like, "This is so outside of my no, fucking control." Like, I don't yeah. even work here. Like, talk to them. So every day she'd like slam the guest book down and slam the pen down, hmm. and it was that thing where I could feel that like shimmering of my younger self, kind of being like, "Oh fuck!" Like falling into the self consciousness. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was, but somehow I managed to just find the whole thing amusing. And I was doing that thing where I was like, so how's your day been? But not in that provocative. Not passive aggressive. Yeah, not being provocative or yeah. trying to annoy her. Just yeah. like, I guess there was that part of me like, eventually I'll fucking, eventually I'll crack you. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, and then, <laughs> so we go five days, six days, seven days, mm. of just this like increasing hostility. And she <laughs> won't even look at me. And then on the last day, I'm there with my... <laughs> I'm there with my suitcase. And like, she was amazing. Like she was like a professional receptionist. Every mm. single person that would walk by, she's like, hi, Jim. Hi, Tony. Hi, Barbara. That always amazes me when they remember everyone's name. Incredible. Yeah. Like really like, amazing. Impressive. And it's always impressive watching anyone great at their job, no matter what Totally. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You it's, know what I mean? The older you get, the more you appreciate that. Totally. Just someone who's good and passionate about it and cares. Totally. And I, and I guess that's how... You know, that's why she was offended by me, that I was some kind of incursion or some kind of You represented a flaw in the system. A flaw in the system, exactly. Mm. The, whole thing, the whole system is falling apart. Mm. So <laughs> on the last day I come in, and by now I'm kind of grinning under my mm. COVID mask mm-hmm. at this whole situation and how absurd it is. <laughs> and there's a lot of people signing in, signing out, and they're all dispersing. And I'm kind of inkling, she's not going to acknowledge me at all. Yeah. And I'm just going to, like, I'm just standing here with my suitcases. And, and true to form, all these people disperse, doesn't acknowledge me. Uh-huh. And so instead of getting, like, a, a, an older version of me would have started getting indignant and fucked off. And sure. Like, I'm, you know, I'm just as good as you. Mm-hmm. And instead I just, like, really calmly sat on the chair and just waited for her. Mm-hmm. And after about five minutes, she goes, I suppose you want me to sign you in. And I'm like, yeah, that'd be great, Trish. <laughs> and so I walk over and she slams the book down, slams the pen down, and I'm filling it all out. And as I'm filling it out, I just go, oh, so how do you remember all the names? And she mm. just goes, it's my job. <laughs> <laughs> and so I laugh. I'm like laugh, chuckling to myself. Yeah. And I just go, oh, because, you know, when I used to be a tour guide, I'd use, um, 
autodidactic mm. remembering system. Mnemonic devices. Mnemonics. I use mnemonic devices. And all of a sudden you could see she was kind of a bit disarmed. Yeah. And she's like, what's, what's mnemonics? I'm like, oh, you know, like if someone says, my name's Bob. Mm. You go, oh, Bob Dylan. And that mm. way you remember it. <laughs> and you can see against her better judgment, she goes, how did you remember my name? And without missing a beat. And you know when a sentence leaves your mouth and you're like, oh, fuck, this could go either way. And I just looked up and I went, oh, Trish the Dish. No, you didn't. <laughs> no, you did not. Trish the Dish. <laughs> and how did she react? Oh. <laughs> She loved it. She loved it? She loved it. <laughs> and all of a sudden, she's like fucking my best friend and like, oh, well, you know, the truth is that I've got heaps of brothers and sisters, so I'm actually really good at remembering names. And you have a great day, Ben, and all this shit. And I'm like, oh, well, you're going to have to put up with me again in a couple of weeks. I'll be back. It's like, oh, I look forward to it. Oh and I had to God. leave that afternoon with my backpack. And as I'm leaving with my suitcase, she's like, see you in two weeks, Ben. Oh, my God. That is so great. I mean, there's just, it's just the age-old thing, isn't it? Flattery will get you everywhere. Oh, totally. But also that thing of, like, not trying to force it. And, uh-huh. you know, and there was no plan. Like, I, I didn't yeah, remember yeah. a name with Trish Yeah, you're not a sociopath. <laughs> I'm waiting for my friend to dispense the line. 14 days. <laughs> Drop the line. And then in two weeks' time when I'm back, she'll be putty in my hand. Well, you know, it's one of those things, like like I say, you know, you know when a line leaves your mouth and, like, you're confident yes. yeah. that it will land. But yeah. at the same time. It could, it could, it could it have could, been a disaster. It could have been clang and I'm yeah. in front of HR all of a sudden yeah, for totally. trying to fucking sexually harass the receptionist. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just, it felt, you know, it felt right. You know when you, you know that like those great fucking oh, like fuck. life comedy moments. Yeah, man. Where you kind of disassociate a bit. Yes. You're not even really. You know, you're kind of like, oh, it's happening, yeah. and I'm not even really present. And it's, I love it. It's the best. I wait. I've yeah. said this on the podcast, so I'll just say a very brief version of it for you. But my. One of my earliest memories of like, oh, fuck, this is a comedian's brain at work is when I was in year 12 and I was getting in trouble from my history teacher, Mrs. Ryan, who was a big fucking fat bitch. Um, she moved me because I used to sit next to my um, one of my friends and she separated us because we would talk all the time. Modern history or ancient Modern history. history. Yeah, okay. And then uh, the next week when we came back into class, <laughs> I was sitting next to him again. And she said, didn't I move you last week? And I said, no. And she went... I remember. I remember everything. And I said, well, elephants remember everything or some (laughs) shit like that. I don't remember the wording. I think it was like elephants never forget or some shit. And um, I just remember in my head being like, that's a comedian right there. Because I didn't want to say it. I didn't plan to say it, but it just slipped out and I knew that it was bad. And she she, uh, reacted differently to Trish, I would say. (laughs) She didn't like it as much as Trish did. There's that thing. I once saw saw a kid... It was when I was still working with kids and uh, it was clean up time. And I just watched this kid pick up a glue stick mm. and he just looked at it. And then it was like some kind of like spell took over him. He wasn't even conscious that he'd started doing it. He just overturned the glue stick and just started smearing it on the walls mm. and on the table. But it was like he was in a trance, like, oh, let's just see what happens if yeah. I do this. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? And he just looked at me and he's like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> But I feel like that's the that's that compulsion to say yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, oh, let's just roll a grenade into the room and we'll just see what happens. I mean, it's 
so addictive and, and you can get addicted to it as a comedian, especially yeah. if you're doing crowd stuff and you're yeah. talking to the audience where <laughs> your mouth's working faster than your brain. So you're saying things before you know what you're going to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It can become a fucking addiction. Yeah. And often it is really bad, edgy, filthy shit that comes out of your mouth, I reckon. But it's, it's being in that like whatever trance-like state or whatever that, I wish you could manufacture it, man, because that's what gets you away with it. I know, it's, that's it's true. It's only when you're in that place where you're not thinking about yeah, it or not, not qualifying it or not couching it that mm. it's, it always you always get away with it. You know, like like you're saying, like if I'd gone in there with like, oh, fucking impressive, it, it would have clanged of and course. I would have been in big trouble. People be- can sense when something's happening organically 100%, in front of them. 100%. Trish could sense that. <laughs> <laughs> Audiences can sense that. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's the thing we chase, right? Like uh, that feeling of how to how to how to be in that headspace, I know. not just in comedy and conversation in oh, life. Yeah, in life, it's almost like this. It's like such a great sense of power to not be phased or something. Mm. Like you know what I mean? Just like literally, time yeah. slows down. You see all the moving parts, and you know exactly what to say. And it's uh, it's an intoxicating headspace to be in. I know. Hope and you know what? Hopefully, we can replicate some of that with some of these calls. Oh, baby! <laughs> <laughs> we've been getting a lot of calls, and we should go to them. We've all got right. um. These are all love-based calls. I'm really qualified to answer that. Yeah, I thought you'd be great for all this. Right. All right. Well, here's the first one. Hey, you sexy things! So, my boyfriend is going to move in with me next year, and I'm not sure what to do about meals and groceries. He's a meat and three veg kind of guy, but I like tofu and fish over any sort of red meat because I'm saving the planet one soybean at a time. When he moves in, should we do separate meals and cook two different dinners? It's a bit sad, isn't it? Do I make him eat tofu? Help me. Help me. <laughs> yeah, 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 saving the world one soybean at a time. Yes. Your clothes are still made by slaves, honey. But anyway. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> did, you eat, did you eat soy soybeans and stuff? You eat like corn, that cue. Corn. I eat corn. That's actually a good tip. You could try and trick your man by cooking uh-huh. him fake meats. Yeah, that's all the rage now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People yeah, love yeah. the impossible meat oh, and the other plant-based ones. Again, I, when I used to work with kids, like uh, we instituted a no-meat policy whatsoever. And these are all like hardcore juvenile delinquent kids. Yeah, what, what, hang on. No, no meat at all. No meat at all. So but, what, do, what do kids have through the day? Oh, dude, you'd cook them like a big spaghetti bolognese with corn. And yeah. Like, this mince is awesome. Like, yeah. I had no fucking idea. So, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. like there's, there is something to like- Tricking it just it really just depends caller on who's uh, doing all the cooking. Mm, you know, that's true. Like that's true. Uh, I mean, obviously you can't fake you can't fucking mash some corn into the shape of a T-bone and trick him. No, it's no, no, be- no. I mean, it's, it's harder with steak and stuff like that. But I think um, I've been tricked even when I know what I'm getting. You know, if I, for example, what's that burger chain? Soul burger. Soul burger. Okay, man. The soul burger uh, chicken fillet thing that yeah. they have. I don't know what I don't even know what it is. Yeah. But it feels and tastes and smells like chicken. Dude, when I was like really craving meat, uh I'm back on meat by the way, we might get to that in a second. But mm. uh when I was not eating meat for ten years, mm. I would go and have a soul burger once a like once every few weeks. Yeah. And it would trick yeah, my yeah. brain into being like, Yeah, you're eating a fucking dirty red meat burger. And it's the red ones convincing. are they the ones where the red meat kind of almost looks like it's bleeding as Yeah, well? man. It's got like it's got like <laughs> coconut <laughs> collagen in it to manufacture the bits of gristle and oh, fat in it stuff. I mean, I think that's awesome. It's awesome, but it's also kind of perverse. You yeah, know what I mean? Of course. Like, like, that's what I like about it. It's sick and it's like a sex doll or something. It's, like, it's right on the precipice of real. Yeah. 
A real oh, doll. The first time I had, uh, there's that other big chain that everyone, I don't know if people like it anymore, but a few years ago, Lord of the Fries. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, that's not as good. Like, it's yeah. it's kind of a novelty every now and then to get it. But the fucking, man, those Soul Burgers, and I've had the Impossible Burger too. It's well, It's basically the real fucking deal. Lord of the Fries didn't tell people for the first few years that it wasn't meat. Oh, really? And so you'd have all these... I remember being in Melbourne years ago, when yeah. before they said 100% vegan, mm. and you'd have all these bros going, this fucking burger's sick, and it's like, it's all fucking soy. Yeah, And yeah, then yeah. apparently some law passed where it's like, no, you have to you, you know, have to tell, you them have to what tell people eating. what they're eating. Soylent green is people. Yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> but I don't know, like, um, I feel like if you're living with someone that's a hardcore meat eater, mm. uh, and you're a soy person... How much of a fucking meat eater is this guy? Look, I, I don't... <laughs> I don't reckon I eat meat every day. I like meat. Yeah. I like to have a steak. Yeah. And uh, but if I am cooking spaghetti or nachos at home, I very rarely use mince. Yeah. It's like, you know, vegetable, eggplant, vegetable stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. If yeah. I have nachos, it's just beans. Absolutely. I don't think you need it that often, and yeah, I think yeah, yeah. he is a fucking idiot <laughs> for thinking that he does. And don't tell him I said that. That's just for you. <laughs> That's for you to have as a piece of knowledge inside yourself. I just wonder, like, uh, as as a vegetarian, like, uh, you know, if your boyfriend's got, you know, bits of mint stuck in his teeth, like, mm. you make him brush his teeth before a bit of a smooch? Like, what, what's going question. on? Like, you know what I mean? That's a great have question. Breathing dead animal in your face? Like, is yeah. that a turn on for you? Yeah. <laughs> like, some kind of vicarious... <laughs> I think you're absolutely right. I started. I start actually just started eating again. Yeah. What's the story there? Well, Is you, how long were you a vegetarian? For? Ten years. Were you vegan? No. 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 You would no. eat eggs and shit and I, cheese I, yeah, and shit. Yeah. 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 Okay. No, it was like I didn't. Ten even, years vegetarian. Yeah, but it's like I was never one of those like oh, I fucking no. you know as I when I say to the caller you know her clothes are made of by slaves. Mm. You know, that, that, that's very much a philosophy I have about any kind of kind of high horse morality about any of your lifestyle choices. Because sure. at the end of the day, if we're all we're all participating in this disgusting mess. So mm. if you're doing one thing right, you're still doing a hundred things wrong. Yeah. Um, the meat thing was kind of, I worked at the zoo and I was a dog trainer for a long time. Mm-hmm. So the idea of eating animals kind of freaked me out for a bit. Uh, and then um, <laughs> about two years ago, I went on a survival course. It was like the, the widest- what? What the yeah, fuck? No. <laughs> I didn't know this. Where, what, what do you mean? No, what do you mean? <laughs> so it was like mid-lockdown and I was just going out of my mind. I was like, I need to do something to feel like a fucking yeah. human being. And so I went on a, a, a three-day surviving in the it's wilderness It's like a wilderness, re- like a retreat yeah, type yeah, thing. Yeah. But you're out there learning how to make, make fires fire, and shit. Yeah, 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 and all the rest. That's so funny. I did a, um, I <laughs> have done one of those in the last few <laughs> years as well. Great. And I learned how to make fire from flint and stuff. But Did you I feel good when you made the fire? Yeah, of course. Dude, I started crying. Yeah. Like, I can't believe it. It took a while for me yeah. to be able to get a spark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, our, and, our, and, our, and our guy was like, uh, congratulations, you have entered the very small group of modern human beings that have created flame. And I burst into tears. <laughs> That's, I mean, mine was only a two-day thing, but I was. it was pretty... It was bullshit. It was like a bit cushy and shit. There was abseiling and no, horseback was, riding and this all was that shit involved. Shit. Yeah, this so yours like sounds really a bit more on. real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what, like, what's the? What did you learn to do? So oh, we had to make our own shelter, and it was like if it's shit. Did you go each, by yourself? Yeah, I mean there was a group there, but I yeah. went by myself, and oh. I made friends with this guy who was like a full-on <laughs> prepper anti-vaxxer nutcase. <laughs> but like we got on so well, it was like such a, it was such an eye-opening. No, no, I mean I've always known that, but it was just that, especially mid-lockdown, it was mm. just kind of like, 
Oh, that's right. People are just people, right? Yeah, you can yeah always yeah, find of a commonality. Of course. And we like we became, you know, for that three days we became very close. Um and then on the the last <laughs> the last day, we were all scrappy. We hadn't eaten properly, just nuts mm. and apples and shit. And the the guide brought out two live chooks and he's like, This is dinner. Holy fuck. Yeah, man. And I and I went up to him and I was like, I haven't eaten meat in ten years. Hmm. So if I'm gonna eat any of that, I think I gotta I think I gotta do it. Hmm. And he looked at me and he's like, oh. As in, you have to kill it. Yeah, I'm going to kill it. Holy shit. Have man. I told you this? No. Oh, man. Uh, so I'm like, I think I got to kill it. And he's like, oh, sounds like you got some psycho shit to work out. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, all right, all right. Uh. So, like, and it's so funny, like, as a, you know, and I'm not even a fucking blokey bloke, mm. but as a male, I think you grow up with, like, Rambo and all uh-huh. these, like, yeah, stereotypes. And you really have this notion of, like, oh, if it came down to it, I could fucking kill something. I don't know if I could, man. But, well, yeah. it was, uh, look, in the end, it was, like, I, I I was never against meat. I was always against the, the rampant consumption of meat without any thought for where it comes from. Yeah, And yeah, I yeah. always kind of thought, look, if I was in a position to kill an animal and I had to eat... And I, you know, like I would participate. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was like, we'll put your money where your mouth is. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> Dude, you volunteered to do this. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, I couldn't eat it without killing yeah. it. I had to kill it. Um, <laughs> oh, it gets really gnarly, man. Um, so, so, the, and it was like a beautiful chook. He it was, it was, it was like beautiful. She was beautiful. Uh, and I'm like holding her by her legs. And I see the first one like bang, mm. lock, head gets lopped off. The guy does it or you do it? No, another another one of the another Okay, people. so you, there's two you, and, you and another guy both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, the, and the guy, that the first guy was like a fucking Patrick Bateman psycho. He's like, yeah, I fucking love it. <laughs> like I was at least kind of like, oh. Um, and so I'm like, and I'm doing all this bullshit, like, you know, way too many magic mushrooms, like holding the chicken and looking at it going, <clears throat> yeah. thank you. Oh, my thank, God. Like get, fucking getting attached to it. Oh, shit. my God. <laughs> oh, no, no. So dumb. Uh, and then... <laughs> and then there's like this block and they hand me the machete and they're like, no. you gotta, like, you gotta do it clean. You gotta fucking like do it right. Like you're about to kill something. You need to fucking kill it. Mm-hmm. Like you can't, you can't fucking do this half ass. You gotta kill it. Uh, I'm like, okay, okay, okay. This is like the widest fucking most suburban. Like, <laughs> oh, when does the bush kill a chicken? Uh, anyway, so. And it was so fucking weird that the, the, the chicken like obligingly like stretched its neck no. onto the onto the block. Oh like, my like god! Presented itself. Come on! And I'm like on my knees, and I raise the machete really fucking high, and I bring it down. And what I didn't realize is because you know it all happened so fast, but evidently uh, mid swing, I like turned away and closed my eyes. Oh, I didn't brother. think I did that. Yeah, but. I thunk like the machete hit the block, and in my head I was like, "You did it, you did it. good boy!" Uh-huh. And when I opened my eyes, um, all I'd done is chop the chicken's face off, and it was still alive. Holy <laughs> fuck! And it would have screamed if it had a beak. Holy to scream with. It, fuck! Yeah, yeah, man. And like again, I don't remember any of this. I was told all this later. Apparently, I threw the machete on the ground and just went nah, 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 and like backed up really fast. At which point, Mick like get the fuck out of the way and like pushes me out of the way and Jesus like bang, bang, Christ. bang, like hacks the fucking head off. And I'm like in complete 
disassociative oh, shock. Shit. And like one of the other guys is there going, oh, the chief, don't fuck with the chief, he'll fucking scalp you. And I'm like, oh, everyone's laughing and I'm like, oh, this is fucking horrible. And then this beautiful man, Mick, it was that kind of like a, <laughs> like stoic male kindness that you mm. don't really you don't get in this like modern world. Yeah, where he sidled up next to me, and you know this is a guy that you could dump him naked in the middle of the fucking Sahara Desert, and he would be fine. Yeah, fine. Like he's hard fucking core. Yeah, and he comes up to me, and he's just like, "Don't listen to any of these cunts. What you did is really fucking hard. It's really hard to take a life." Hmm but you fucked it up and you can't walk away now. You got to get involved. You got to gut that thing. You got to cook it and you got to, you got to do everything else because you fucked up killing it. I'm like, okay, Mick. And just went into, Holy shit. Yeah, and went into automatic pilot. And I'm like, like disassociated. <laughs> and for the next three hours, this guy was like, okay, Ben, we're going to need a bit more wood. So can you go and get some, like, mm. like I was a little kid. That's, that's awesome of him to do that. Dude, it was like. That's, he's distracting you in a way. He's the giving level you jobs. Of, the level of yeah. kindness that he showed me was, I'll never, for, I'll never forget it in my life. Like, because mm. it was a kind of kindness that no one's ever kind of sh- shown me before. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, we, it's fucking paternal. It was so paternal, but mm. without being condescending. Yeah. Without laughing. And, you know, we were still, he was still like, you know, giving me a little bit of shit now and then. Sure, but it was sure. like, it was so kind. Uh and, you know, we, we spent three hours cooking this thing while everyone else learned about navigating by the stars because I was just off my – I was gone. Mm. And, he, you know, and he's like, are you okay? And I was like, I just didn't want to fucking hurt it, man. Like, yeah, I can't, yeah, like yeah. That's what I feel terrible. I, d- I didn't want to fucking hurt it. Yeah. Uh, and then we cooked this thing for the whole group and I got first pickings, obviously. <laughs> and everyone, everyone knew that I hadn't eaten meat in 10 years. <laughs> and they're all, like, staring at me as I'm mm. taking my first bite. And I take my first bite and they're all like, how is it? Mm. And I like burst into tears like, it's fucking great, man. It's so fucking yum. (laughs) (laughs) And so since then I've had like a steak every couple of weeks. Yeah. Oh, dude, that's that's unbelievable. (laughs) That's growth. That's That had a journey. That's spiritual. Yeah, it's interesting because you tell people. I thought I'll tell people and I'll go, you're a fucking psycho. And everyone that I've told has been like, no, man, you fucking, that was the right thing to do. You'd well, put, yeah, of course. Put your money where your mouth is. I mean, I, I wouldn't have stepped up, I don't think. So that's my response to you, caller. I think that you should get your fucking uh, boyfriend to go out into a field, get a wooden stake, put it through a cow's skull, and if he can't fucking do it, he's got to eat tofu with you. <laughs> that's a great, great answer to our caller. Thank you so much, Ben. Let's move on to our next call now. Hi, Becky and Cam. Uh, my name's Tyson. I love the podcast. Uh, my girlfriend and I are having a little bit of trouble in the bedroom, and by that I mean we both get very little sleep when sleeping together. Uh, I'm a pretty restless sleeper, and I'll toss and turn a bunch in the night, and it wakes her up because uh, she's a really light sleeper. And in the morning, she says she's got barely any sleep, or one of us has to actually get up in the middle of the night and go and sleep on the couch, and then we both feel bad. Uh, I also usually sleep with podcasts or music playing, but she has to sleep in silence. Uh, we're looking at moving in together, but what can we do about our sleep problems? Uh, how can I not be restless in bed? Uh, do you have any tips for like getting a good night's sleep with someone else in the bed? Uh, and is there anything I can do to stop her smothering me with a pillow in my sleep? Uh, yeah, thanks, guys. Uh, hope I can get a good night's sleep soon. Brother, that is a tough one. Thanks for calling. Yeah, I think I've addressed this a couple of times myself on the show too, that Alex, my wife, and I, we have – such different sleeping styles. Really? She falls asleep like that. 
and then she'll wake up through the night or she'll start to toss and turn at certain points. I lay there for like fucking two hours before I drop off. Um, And I think what I've been doing is I've just been making sure I don't touch my phone or a computer or even watch TV in an hour before bed mm. and read. I just lay in bed and read a book. Absolutely. Um, with like a warm light. <laughs> Absolutely. No, it's the blue light that fucks yeah, people up. Yeah, totally. Or like filling your brain with some kind of like content. Totally, you know, so yeah. It's like the, the, the circuits start turning. Yeah, yeah. Also, exercise early in the morning. Um, will You'll just eventually get into a position where you're fucking exhausted by seven o'clock at night if you're waking up exercising and then just reading in the evening well something i was doing uh because i i I don't have any problem sleeping now it's actually amazing like i've always dreamed of being one of those people that could be five minutes head on the pillow and done that's my dream incredible and like dead through Mm. the night gone but there was a time in my life where that was not possible and i would get up and do like as many sit-ups and push-ups as I could. Oh, yeah. To, like, physically exhaust myself. Yeah, that's a good idea. I just, like, ravage myself and, you know, if half an hour later you're still away, get up and do it again. Another radical thing that you could consider is getting two king single beds. Oh, yeah. And pushing them together. Yeah. And that way, I mean, it's kind of like a weird 1950s <laughs> thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you have to deal with a divot in the middle, but... Yeah. You know, like if uh, if shit starts kicking off, mm. you can just kind of like go to your separate quarters and not have to deal with. Yeah, know. that's a that's totally fine. Yeah, I sort of want to um, be rich enough one day that I can have my own like Woody Allen apartment. <laughs> <laughs> a Woody Allen apartment? <laughs> that's the only example that I could reach. I reach for any other example. Which aspect of a Woody Allen apartment? <laughs> I, I swear to God, Ben, I reached for any other name, but the only person I could think of was Woody Allen having his like um, Dakota building apartment across the park from his wife, his tragic wife. I just dream of having an apartment with heaps of cameras in the bathroom. Yeah, it doesn't matter why. And my stepdaughter's always there. <laughs> Tim Burton and Helena Rebottom Carter uh, had a similar setup. Oh, did they? Did I think they had uh, uh, mansions. Next, oh, door, next door to each other. Must be nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't afford that. All I can hope for is a building, an apartment yeah. in the Dakota building on uh, yeah. in New York City, yeah, sure. opposite the park from yeah, my wife. with an adopted stepdaughter. Great. <laughs> <laughs> I think, like, I don't, I actually don't know if I'd like that. I think I'd, I'd feel too guilty about having a separate quarters or a separate room or something like that. It's think, horrible to sleeping in a separate room from your partner. Yeah, I've done it a few times, obviously, yeah. but like, it's it does suck. I think there is a part of you and your uh, your partner who you just need to fucking suck it up for a bit, go through some sleepless nights, and then you'll find a rhythm together. Yeah, yeah. Well, it sounds like the uh, the the girlfriend is the one with more of the issues, right? Mm, mm. Sounds like this guy's probably fucking you know watching Resident Evil on his <laughs> iPad. <laughs> the volume up <laughs> i empathize i empathize with the girlfriend i, I need yeah. dead silence i need s- darkness and silence you can't handle um like a little white noise well i have to have white noise now because i've developed uh chronic tinnitus 
Mm, you know, I had a, um, this is so boring, but I had a sinus infection <laughs> and I got tinnitus. Or it was a sort of tinnitus oh, thing through yeah, that. Yeah, so my yeah. ears would be like, meh. Oh, isn't it night. just one, like, what the fuck? Truly, I was like, what the fuck can I do? Oh, man, you can't do anything. <laughs> I tried putting earplugs in, they made it worse. No, it worse. Because it's not coming from your ears, it's coming from it's your coming brain. From inside. It's coming, the call's coming from inside the house. <laughs> to get, um, I, just, I, I had to go on some fucking antibiotics to get rid of all the shit. Now, it's fine, but I have a fan on every night and I have that fan noise. Yeah, right. I, I just spent three and a half thousand dollars on audiologists trying to cure the tinnitus, and essentially they're just like, oh, I'm just gonna have to get used to it. Jesus Christ. You're just gonna get used to it. <laughs> How loud is it? It's pretty loud. Yeah, fuck. It's pretty loud. From what? Well, they don't know. So what they reckon tinnitus is is uh you know, phantom limb. Yeah. So you get you lose an arm. Oh, and so your brain kind of goes, I've still got an arm. And so it feels pain where there is no arm. Mm -hmm. The theory of tinnitus is that certain hair, because each hair cell, ear cell, uh, picks up a different frequency of sound. Mm -hmm. So when that ear cell dies, your ear can no longer hear that frequency of sound. Your brain recognizes a vacuum tries and tries to, to fill, fill the vacuum. Honestly, the brain can go fuck itself. The brain can seriously. The brain's a fucking disaster. it really is, right? (laughs) It's a nightmare. I was thinking- It's trying to do too much at the end of the day. We've got an over-engineered consciousness. It's not good. They talk about- It's taking over. It's the physical and the mental. It's got too much on its plate. We need to separate it into two separate organs. We need to go back. You know, be a fucking orangutan. So much happier. Oh, be the best. You know what I mean? Be just chill best. out. I feel yes. like if an orangutan had tinnitus, it'd just be like, yeah, yeah cool. Guys, this is happening now. Yeah, go ahead. I'm going to jack off. <laughs> With my fucking Jack foot. off, eat my own shit. give <laughs> <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh god, we're running out of time, man. We gotta we? go. We gotta go. We got another. Oh, we gotta, we gotta go, do another go, episode go, after go. this. Um, but yeah, I guess our solution is. Um, yeah, yeah I mean, suck, suck, it up, suck it up. <laughs> <laughs> suck it up. Could be worse. <laughs> yeah, at least you got a fucking girlfriend, cunt. Fuck you. I got nothing. I got no one. I got a spoon with a pillow. You prick. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for calling, though. And please keep calling 1-800-BECKY-CAM or send me messages to my Instagram uh, DMs. That's good too. Or just text me shit in there if you don't want to use your voice. I can read it out. Mm. I have a wonderful um, comprehension. Have you ever skill. heard from past callers saying they do that, they, they, that you've helped them? Yeah, or made it worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we get both. We get both sides on this show. Sometimes, more often than not worse. Uh, but we're trying. We're yeah, out yeah, here. We're yeah, trying yeah, to yeah. help. You're putting love out into the universe. That's right. Thank you. Hey, thanks for doing this with me, Benny. You're oh, please. It's the best. Thank you. This is great. Is there anything you'd like to plug? Uh, I have a I have a David Attenborough podcast yes. where I talk to scientists and we watch David Attenborough together and talk about how much we love animals. Such a good podcast. I plugged it at the start of this. I'll oh, put thanks, a link man. to it in the show notes as well. Yeah, it's called Thank God for David Attenborough. And uh, that's what I do. Yes, every day. <laughs> every day. <laughs> 365 days a year. I'd also like to plug killing a chicken yourself with yeah, your Yeah, yeah. Kill your own meat. Try yeah. it. Yeah, try, try it. it. You might just like it. <laughs> All right, thanks, guys.